the word or the concept of judgment or to judge or to be judged certainly does not have a positive connotation in today's society. Nevertheless, it's been a lightning rod for as far back as I can remember, really. And you might say, why are we so divided? Why is something that is so clearly seen as a negative so polarized? And I would say that the reason for that is because most people agree that they don't want to feel judged. They don't like to be judged. But it seems, and we see this in today's modern milieu, whether it be politics or entertainment, that we as a society cannot stop doing it. <laughs> so in today's episode, we're going to look at judgment. We're going to look at it from a biblical perspective. And if you're someone who has or know someone who has the tattoo that states that only God can judge me, this episode is for you. And we'll get to that in just a few seconds. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Sunji Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host, Carl. So glad to be with you all and speaking to you all today. I hope you're having an excellent day wherever you are. So let's just jump right into the subject because it is quite a broad one. The way we're going to deal with it, I think uh, this will be you know, easier for me and I hope easier for you to follow is we're going to look at judgment from the perspective of a two-sided coin, if you will. So uh, as we alluded to in the introduction, on the one hand, it is something we want to uh, steer clear of because it has a, a negative connotation. We don't like to be judged. Uh, obviously, most people don't like the feeling of being judged. And it logically follows that because we don't like the feeling of being judged, we innately don't want to be the person who is responsible for dispensing judgment on another. And that's at least rhetorically true and i say rhetorically because that's what we say as a culture that's kind of the vibes we're giving off <laughs> but when you look at what we do when you go to instagram and you go to facebook when you go to twitter and when you go to youtube is a big one where you look at the comments you look at the comment section you look at the interaction and what you will see is a lot of people judging so uh, let's talk about these two fronts. And the first scripture I want to uh, bring in here is John chapter seven, verse 24. If you're uh, working out or you're driving or you're just running errands and listen to this, you don't have to turn. Uh, it's a short scripture, but let's get into it now. John chapter seven, verse 24 says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge the righteous judgment. So this first point I want to make is simply this. There is, according to scripture, my brothers and sisters, a judgment that is righteous. And so even though rhetorically we are trying to stay away from it, even though we understand innately that when people are judgmental, it is generally never a good thing, even though, you know, we don't want to be guilty of being judgy or anything like that, we must understand and we must admit that there is a judgment that is righteous, and if it is righteous, it is healthy, and if it is healthy, it is good. This is necessary in a day and age where a lot of the guardrails are being removed, and guardrails isn't really the best word. I would say a lot of the point of references are being removed, and you need a point of reference. There needs to be a line somewhere in the sand, the concrete, whatever you want to call it, so that we may know what is good and just. And really, that's the word of God. And this is why I think the righteous judgment is always going to be the judgment that is true and that is 
able to be easily reconciled with what the word says. But let me give you an example of something that is righteous. If someone is indeed doing something evil, if they are doing something nefarious, uh, let me use uh, an example because we we love dogs here in America. Let's say someone is abusing a dog and they are indeed abusing the dog. It doesn't seem like that. It doesn't look like that. They're actually abusing a dog. You are an animal abuser if that's what you're doing, right? That's a clear judgment. And the righteousness of it is that it's true. That's what it is. Like it, if, if that's what it is, it's no harm in calling it that. And so we don't want to be afraid to judge the righteous judgment. If someone is acting in a bad way, it is not judgmental in a negative sense to say that is a bad thing. And this sounds super probably, you know, simple and super duh, like, of course, but you would be surprised how much that simple concept is under attack where we can't just say that's bad. So, for instance, taking the recent events into consideration and I'm not trying to shade nobody, but let's just be honest. You know, Will Smith walked up to Chris Rock at the Oscars. He slapped him because Chris Rock made a joke. There are people who are not able to say that was wrong. And some people will say we can't judge him and say that's wrong. And I'm just like, why not? (laughs) You can say Chris is wrong, too. Like if that's your opinion. But why can't someone say, yo, you shouldn't have hit him because he never touched you or anything or anyone under your like responsibility he never touched jada he never touched her child there was no physical or real danger at all to anyone in your family or that you know you were responsible for it was wrong for you to hit him there are some people who cannot bring themselves to say that because to say that they feel is judgmental and perhaps it is judgmental but this is where i would say Is it righteous, though? And to those people, you know, just as a sidebar, I would refer them to Will's apology (laughs) where he said it's wrong (laughs) and just be like, okay, well, I mean, what are you defending now? So you have the fact that there is something happening in the culture. And this is what Christians and I'm speaking directly to Christians now. We can't be so lockstep with the culture. This is why the Bible says not to love the world. It don't mean not to love people. The world, though, its systems, its culture, its comings and goings, its mutability. We're not supposed to love that. You know, we're, we're not we're not loving that. And so the trend is some in some circles, because all the world not like this, all America not like this, but. In some circles, the prop- the popular thing is nothing can be called wrong because wrong is negative and negative means that you're being judgmental and to be judgmental is always negative. Being judgmental is not always negative. If the case is you are absolutely correct, according to the word, what Will did was not righteous. There was no reason at all for him to do that. And so that would be wrong. And if you think and, you know, I'll get off this point. But if you think um, that that was wrong, if you think that if you think that it's wrong to say he's wrong. I'm trying to help you here and now. Leave off that bit of the culture.
Now let's get to the second scripture, which is Matthew chapter seven, verse one. And Matthew chapter seven, verse one simply states, judge not that you be not judged. And so we have in Matthew chapter seven, verse one, judge not that you be not judged. But in John chapter seven, 24, uh, verse 24 says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge the righteous judgment or judge righteous judgment. So here is an apparent discrepancy, perhaps in your own mind, you're thinking, well, Carl, which is it? Am I supposed to judge righteously or am I supposed to judge not? And I would say here that the discrepancy is solved. And this is my opinion uh, when we look at the context of John. And in that context, Jesus was really speaking toward a certain kind of judgment, which is more legal because they were dealing with the law of Moses, which was the law of the people of Israel at the time. So we're not talking about a judgment, which is, you know, oh, I'm feeling like judgy today. Let me let you know. But we're dealing with something that is more official. We're dealing with something that's more objective. And so I would say from a subjective point of view, from a personal point of view, the Bible says don't judge. And in fact, when the exception arises, it's to judge the righteous judgment. Going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, which is, no, this indeed happened. It could stand up in a court of law and it would stand up in a court of morality, according to the morality of the word of God. If you are an animal abuser, you are, in fact, an animal abuser. If you did something bad, objectively speaking, it's bad and no court of law that's righteous is going to find it otherwise. And certainly even in the case that the court of law failed, the court of morality, according to biblical scripture, will never fail. Jesus's judgment is going to be fair and right all times. Wrong is wrong. Right is right. And so I would say this is so very important. The Bible does not give us license to judge on a personal basis. <laughs> it gives us a license to align our personal basis with the objective basis of the word of God and its righteousness. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all the other things, all these other things will be added unto you. So that's the license we have, not a license to be like, oh, you know, I'm just really not feeling how you come in. So I'm going to label you as X, Y, or Z. And let me, let, let, let's go back to John for a minute here. It says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge the righteous judgment. Here's why this is so important, because the problem with judgment on our part, a lot of the times comes from this appearance. So uh, going back to the animal abuser kind of motif we've been using, there's a, there's a guy called Caesar Milan. He used to have this very popular show called The Dog Whisperer. It's on Disney Plus, and I'm sure Nat Geo playing like reruns. So uh, Caesar Milan is a dog psychologist. He's a dog expert. He's been working with dogs all his life. I mean, the man, that's his expertise. But when I first started watching, and there are people to this day who don't watch him for this reason, uh, for this reason, he did something with the dogs when training them not training them, but rehabilitating them is what he says and training the owners. Basically, he would do something with his hand to correct the dog's behavior. So what he would do is he would clench his thumb to his four fingers. And I want you to do this just so you can get like just so you can 
pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> he would clench it, his thumb to his forefingers and very quickly, I mean, lightning quick, he would like snap at the dog with his hand when they did something that they knew was wrong, really. And he what he was doing was basically recreating his best attempt at a mother's bite, because in dog psychology, as a dog psychologist, his thinking was, how can I correct them in the language they speak? Because my language may be somewhat effective, but their language is going to be ultimately effective. And so as a dog psychologist, he understood that this is the way the mothers correct their children because they don't use words in the animal kingdom. They use sounds, they use behavior, they use energy. He would basically simulate a bite is what I'm trying to say. The appearance is, oh my goodness, you just hit that dog. Oh, you, you know, you hate dogs. Imagine someone seeing him out in public doing that to a dog he was trying to rehabilitate. They would be like, oh, someone arrest this man. <laughs> they would be like, come get him. <laughs> he hitting that dog. Not only is that wrong, but the problem with us a lot of times is that we're adding in all this extra stuff. We're building, we're building on that foundation of he's abusing that dog. And now we're saying he is trash. He is terrible. He's the worst kind of human being. And here's the thing. We have not understood the situation at all. We have no understanding. We have no insight into the truth. The discrepancy is not between should I, do I have the right to judge? The answer to that question is no, you do not. And this is not just law deep. This is spirit deep. This is the word of God deep where the word calls it right. And so is right. Or the word calls it wrong. And so is wrong. So what we've discussed so far is not being able and not really having any right to judge according to subjectivity to the personal to my feelings my thoughts and my way of thinking however having the right to align to righteousness and in that way you are not so much the arbiter but you are standing as a mouthpiece for the judge or you are an agent of a judgment that has already been established because if something is right then like from a morality perspective if something is objectively right and you say that it's right it's not right because you said it's right you're just echoing what's already the fact what's already reality it's right because it's right and you're just saying it so we've established that but i want to go a little bit deeper on this judgment thing because it's not as simple unfortunately as that um and this really you know we really see this you know in our culture and this is why it's such a a hot button issue this is what this is why it's such a lightning rod issue uh to use the language of the introduction so to go through this let me give you an example via a dream i had i literally i determined to do this episode and i think it was like a night or two later i had this crazy dream so i had this dream and my sister was on the phone with someone and we were in a room together and so she was talking on the phone with this young lady and the young lady um, was telling her about her relationship issues. And at some point along the way, I don't think my sister communicated it to me, but just in the dream, I found out that the the girl or the, the young lady who was telling her about her relationship was in a same sex relationship with another young lady. 
And she was telling my sister like about, oh, this is going wrong and I just don't know. And my sister was talking to her on the phone with the Bible open on her lap. So she has the Bible open on her lap. I didn't I don't know like where it was turned to, but she had the Bible open and she was just listening. She didn't really do any talking whatsoever. And so anyway, um, my sister gets off the phone. This is still in dreamland. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, you good? She good? She like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. Well, you know, did you tell her like, you know, (laughs) and I got to pause for this. I was like, did you tell her? And, um, my sister just kind of looked at me and I'm like, you know, like, did you tell her like, you know, obviously she's wrong. Like, or I don't know if I said she's wrong, but I'm, I remember saying, do you remember telling her like that? there's no way she can be successful or fulfilled in that relationship because the relationship is wrong. Like it's unbiblical. It's not a relationship where she's going to, why, why does, why is she looking for any kind of success when obviously it's against scripture? So, you know, the reason she having issues, that's kind of a moot point. Like it's not going to be a successful relationship or a fulfilling relationship anyway, because you know, God did not sanction it. And so my sister answered answer very simply. She was like, no, I just listened and prayed for her. And I was like, yeah, no, cool. <laughs> I was wilding in this dream. I mean, I guess I'll be wilding. <laughs> what could I say? <laughs> Don't judge me. But um, yeah, I was like, I mean, yeah, that's cool. But like, did you tell her, you know, like, did you tell her the truth? And so we ended up like arguing but really I was arguing with my sister she wasn't really arguing back too much I was like listen like our responsibility as Christians is for us to tell people the truth you know we gotta let them know just so they know and I understand that you ain't want to like turn her off because I understand that and I do understand that I was like but you know you got to help her out and you got to let her know, like, listen, this is how you really going to be successful. And that's really on brand for me. Honestly, any of any, anybody who know me going to be like, yeah, that's true. Like, I'm trying to help you out to that point, And that's my way of helping you out. Honestly, my sister kept saying. I just pray for her. That was she wasn't really arguing. That was her thing. So, um, you know, I just was like, ah, whatever. And she was like, OK, whatever. <laughs> So again, still in dreamland, I walk away and I'm just like thinking to myself, like, dang, man, like she ain't going to know, you know, she she's not going to know the truth. That's what I was thinking. Like she's going to walk away feeling like there's hope for her in this, that it can it can turn around and be good and fulfilling for her and and it's going to be all good. And I was like, you know, but it's not because ultimately in the ultimate sense you know, is not, you know, pleasing to God and her soul and, you know, filling a blank. And then I woke up. Mm, That's, that's like, that's a double entendre right there. Honestly, I literally woke up and I also mentally woke up and the two happened not too far apart from each other. I woke up literally and I was just kind of thinking on the feeling I was having, like why? And this goes back to something we said in uh, a few weeks ago or maybe last week. I don't even remember at this point. I talked to y'all so much now. It's just like, you know how we be doing it. Like sometime or another back then I said, we ain't supposed to be mad with nobody. 
And I would extend that only to say, because I wasn't necessarily mad at my sister. I was mad at what happened. But why am I mad? I don't like waking up mad. I, I like waking up laughing. If you haven't woke up laughing, pray the Lord you do. It's the best. But anyway, um, I was like, nah, this is not good. Why am I angry? And um, really what it came down to was this. And this is the this is the point I want to make. I was too focused on giving her the right, giving her the truth. And I do think those two things are good, but I can't be getting mad at the situation. That's where it's like, whoa, whoa why you why you mad, son? Like, yes, you can don truth. You can harness it. You can um you can be the agent of truth. You can align yourself with righteousness and be able to share that righteousness, but not all the time. Every time, not your time to speak. Every time, not your time to say. And every person ain't the person you need to say it to. If that was the case, she would have called me, not my sister. Maybe what she needed was somebody to listen. And God knew you ain't about to be listening, bro. So you know what? I'm going to give you <laughs> to someone who is going to listen because maybe that's what she needed at that point. And this is where we have to be very circumspect when we start talking about judgment. Just because you are in the word, just because you are righteous doesn't mean you need to be the one saying it. And this goes back to something I said way back when. If you don't care, don't say nothing. That's 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 foundational because then you definitely not the one. So righteousness and God is righteous. God is the only one who's righteous. He's not going to have you who don't care. Definitely. He's not going to have you who don't care, who don't love the person. Say something to the person is it's, it's too many people who love the person. It's too many people who would love the person the minute they met them that he could use and God can use anybody. He can use an animal like he did in the Bible, going back to our animal motif. So, um, yeah, I hope that dream helps somebody. Uh, if maybe you're a little bit like me and you're like, yo, totally. I see what you're saying. Like, yo, she got to know the truth. Not cause, and I don't think I'm just this type of person who's trying to hit people over the head, but that's just my thing. Like, yo, I want her to know I want her to have, I want her to be armed with all the information so she could be ultimately successful. But, I have to recognize that if I'm not in a position to say it to them because they didn't come to me or if I'm seeing someone else do what they're doing, I don't need to be mad now. I would be unrighteous to interrupt that phone call and say, well, let me add on to that because this is what you need to know. No, she don't by me. You are not always, I am not always the person to deliver what the word says. You're not always the one to say it. And instead of getting mad that no one is saying it, because I think that's what happens a lot of times. Well, ain't nobody else saying it. That doesn't mean you're supposed to say it, though. So let me tell you briefly um, what was revealed to me in this dream. And I do believe the Lord sent this dream to me especially because I was about to do this podcast and I kid you not. Um, of course he sent it to me to reveal something to me about myself. So thank God for correction and instruction and illumination. 
but also he knew that this podcast would have been a completely different thing had I not experienced this. And the experience, uh, the the indelible feeling that still left with me is how, first of all, my sister handled the situation. What she said was, I just prayed for her. And my response to that was not acceptance, but it was anger. Why was I upset? And I don't mean like I was raging, but I was actually upset. That's the feeling I had. And so what that revealed to me, my brothers and sisters, and I'm just sharing with you all this, uh, perhaps this can help you, you know, in your own life in some other area. But it showed me that probably for years, four years up to this point, what I have been doing is in pride, lifting up a particular kind of method. And also it's a little bit of a control thing, I guess, too, because it's not enough for you to pray for her. Why not? What what Christian would get mad at that response? No, no, you should have told her. That was me being prideful, saying, no, this is how you handle it. And you handled it wrong. Besides the fact that that's me judging her, and we'll get into that a little bit later, what it shows is that I am saying prayer's not good enough. You also need to do this because if you don't, it's wrong. But why you got to speak? Why I got to speak? Why I got to say or you got to say? Why can't the Lord just move <laughs> through his word? Who's to say anybody besides God is going to speak? Who's to say that that woman she was speaking to in the dream wasn't going to get off the phone, open her Bible, and the Lord was going to speak to her directly like he be doing? And here's where the control comes in. It's like, well, you should have. You should have. I should have let that go. And that's eventually when I woke up and I had to get myself together. That's eventually what I had to do. I had to let that go. Let that go because it's pride. Let that go because it's control. Let that go because that's my own opinion about what works best. And it doesn't mean it's inherently wrong. It means that it's not my place to usurp God's creativity and his providence to do whatever he want to do in, an, in whatever way he want to do it, which means that that woman could have heard through a song, through a sermon, through the Bible, the Lord speaking directly to her. And I missed all of that. And here I am <laughs> mad. Whack. So I'm glad the Lord got me together on that. And I hope that helps you. So let's talk about some practical points, given all that we've talked about concerning judgment, what it is and how we're to approach it. Number one, and I've said this in the in the previous episode, but let me add on to this, because I think this is a more perfect way, as uh, Paul said. The truth is always helpful when speaking. But speaking is not always helpful. And this is especially difficult for me because I like to speak. Um, so I'm really talking to myself right here. And perhaps you're like me. Perhaps you're not like me. And you're like, thank God somebody said it from the other camp. <laughs> the truth is always helpful when speaking, but speaking is not always helpful. Remember Job. I mean, Job and his friends, I think people forget sometimes when his friends came to comfort him, they sat with him in silence for a week if I'm not mistaken, it was seven days they sat with him in silence and they still said too much. 
Lord have mercy. <laughs> they still said too much. How? The second point, we should not cozy up to the feeling of categorizing people in their actions. Say it again, Carl. I will. We should not cozy up to the feeling of categorizing people in their actions. Truth determines what's right and wrong. Righteousness determines what's right and wrong. The caveat here, of course, is to be unafraid to speak the truth. If, you know, someone's daring you to call a spade a spade, then I would say, um, and this is I'm speaking to people in the other camp now, uh, call it a spade. It is what it is. If someone is challenging you, daring you um, to go against your beliefs, go against your convictions, uh, because you won't call it a spade don't be afraid. You know, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a uh, sound mind. So uh, the next point is to stay in your lane. You know, perhaps you're more black and white like me. Uh, perhaps you're not about calling it like you see it every time you see it, the minute you see it. Uh, perhaps you're more of a listener like my sister was being in the dream. And she is definitely like that, even though she's not completely like that, because she will tell you what it is in a minute. But <laughs> um, perhaps you're just more of a listener. Perhaps you like to digest and give time and space. When I say stay in your lane, what I mean is stay there and be OK there. And don't like me in the dream, get mad at someone else who's not coming out of their lane. I don't need to switch the lanes and say, okay, I'm going to be the kind of person who doesn't value categorizing things in my mind, according to the righteous judgment, again, not personally. And you know how I feel. Uh, I don't need to switch sides and be like, okay, well, whenever I talk to someone, I'm not going to give them the disclaimer, like, Hey, I'm happy to help you. But before I just want to let you know, this is what it is. I don't have to not do that. But you also, if you're opposite of that, don't have to do that. Let the Lord use you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just have to be careful to make sure that I'm listening and you just have to be careful to make sure that you're standing on, you know, and calling out the truth when it's necessary. I don't have to change lanes and I don't have to push you out your lane and you don't have to push me out mine. Um, and that's uh, that's just another form of judgment, really. It's really me saying you need to be more like me. And that's you saying perhaps you need to be more like, you know, or I need to be more like you. It's unnecessary, right? And this is, goes back to what Paul says to him that eats, he eats unto the Lord, to him who refrains from eating, he does that also unto the Lord. And so, yeah, we can, that's just another way to stay away from being judgmental. Uh, so, in closing, the healthy Christian, and this, again, how are we supposed to think about this as Christians? The healthy Christian is, in my opinion, one who is unafraid of judgment but also careful to deliver it. Careful, circumspect. I'm not just out here willing to, oh, I can't wait to let you know. Like the saying goes, everyone's fighting a silent battle that you know nothing about. So you got to be careful, but unafraid of judgment because as a Christian, we ought to live in the light. Now, this does, this does not mean that all of our actions are perfect. What it means is that it all of our actions are revealed. So, you judging me because you like yo carl man yo you quick to tell somebody yeah i am <laughs> you already knew that though and i ain't even trying to hide it i'm not saying it's perfect i'm not saying it's good even in certain situations it's not good honestly some situations like the dream 
nah, that's that's no good. But I'm not about to say like, oh, my God, like, let's hide the fact that I do that. No, I'm going to share it on a podcast because it is what it is. And so if you judge me for it, I mean, I don't already judge myself. <laughs> and the Bible says, if you judge yourself, you have no need to be judged, which means ain't nobody even bothering at that point. And so we got to be unafraid of it because, hey, what I'm doing, who I am, how I move is already in the light. So, you know, also, I would say this, and this is very important. As a Christian, we understand that you cannot judge righteously in the flesh, basically. Because if you offend the law, in one point, you offend in it all. And to put that into, you know, 21st century English, I understand that I can't offend morality in my own special way, but like you offended it in a terrible way. So now I can judge you. No. If you do one small, you know, let's call it a white lie where someone asks you like, hey, do you think this is cool? And you say, oh, yeah, no, it's awesome. And really you like, eh, I could care less for it. That that thing that you did, that is wrong, just like, you know, cheating on your taxes is wrong. And I'm not saying they're on the same level, but you now can't judge because you are on the wrong side of judgment. So you can't you can't now hop over to the good side (laughs) and say, okay, I'm a judge you for cheating on your taxes. So we got to be careful with that. And we have to, as Christians, understand that. Uh, more more than anyone else, because we know that there is no good thing in the flesh. There's no good thing outside of, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit that enables us to live according to his word when we're obedient and when we choose to, because there are times when we choose not to if we keep it real. And that'll do it for today's episodes, my brothers and sisters. I appreciate you rocking with me as always. I know this was a, a longer episode, but I think the time we spent is so worth it because a subject like this, I think if we can understand it a little bit better and more importantly, put it into practice a little bit better, I think this is a real opportunity for us to improve our relationships. So once you go ahead and send this episode to a friend a family member uh if they feel like you being shady so be it but man maybe you ain't that type of person so maybe not send it with a little disclaimer like i ain't trying to be shady but this this is gonna be good um send that over to them remember to go to facebook like us on facebook type in sundry thoughts podcast on the search bar comment subscribe whatever you know the people say these days and i will see you looking forward to seeing you in the next episode